Fab, welcome back to the studio for one more episode of Sales with Aslan. It's good to see you, my friend, as always. You know, this tab, this is really is this really maybe the only reason we do podcasts because I get to see you on a regular basis. No, it really is. I thought of that too. We so kind of built so we we have so coffee, we drink beer, we we have yeah. whiskey if we need to, whatever we need to do to catch up. It's kind of the way we do it. We build mm -hmm. it in. You know, um, for our long-time listeners, I wonder if they missed the 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 ales with Aslan because you know we used to say you can't spell ales sales without ales, and then we would drink beer and we got fat. Yes, we did, and so fat. we did. Well, got, yeah, I mean, I I of course didn't never, but I did. I was like, I was carrying at least eight to twelve pounds of beer weight. Yeah, I just got tired of drinking beer. I'm like, <laughs> Me too. Hey, hey, we're doing the podcast at nine in the morning. I'm tired of faking it. I'm just tired of faking it. <laughs> uh, no, but every, you know what we can do though? I think we Maybe give we ourselves the right. Mm -hmm. I think we don't bring it back. We only bring it back on special occasions. Okay, so what would be a special occasion? St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I think Valentine's All right. Day. All right. Valentine's. I well, think we, just, we build it around yeah. a holiday. We do one podcast around each holiday, and we have a celebratory drink of your choice. Oh, I like this a lot. See? Okay, so we got we got Valentine's Day coming up, yep. and I say we do a cosmopolitan. <laughs> 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 uh, or, uh, yeah i mean i don't know i have to think through that but maybe mm -hmm. we do but you, you could be creative bring right. whatever is your valentine beverage okay adult beverage and no choice. judgment no judgment i've tom mm -hmm. I, i've learned a okay. long time ago to never uh, judge you on any okay. of those well, i will say along the lines of of, of drinking an adult beverage yes. i've gotten into an espresso martini it's fun my my neighbor that's his yeah. right. They, that's what he always gets. And I'm like, he doesn't even drink coffee. Oh, he does. Uh, oh, oh, that's it. That's, uh, that's he loves it. He Espresso Martin. Yeah. It's kind of, but I've been doing the decaf, right? Even, but think about a caffeinated espresso martini. I mean, what a combo. God. Not that I drink a lot, people. Not no. that I drink. No, I mean, I'm very rarely have any. Oh, yeah. But, but every once in a while. But in moderation, as they say. Yes. Well, I might like have it. one Let's... tonight. After speaking at the conference, this week, yes. I might. I might well, uh, yeah, that's a great place to start, Tom. Yeah, um, I know for our listeners, Tom had a uh, had a wonderful experience this week. Oh, he had the opportunity to speak to a nice sized group, and um, I am sure they were delighted. And I'm sure I'm going to hear lots of great feedback. But to tell us about it, Tom. Well, I hope so. I mean, just the most delightful organization. Oh I mean, gosh, you know, working with Merck Animal Health and just the most quality people. I mean, I would meet, if saw anybody in the elevator, yeah. lobby, anybody I met. And I said this on stage, I said, you people are amazing. I mean, and I know <laughs> they probably thought, oh, it's a speaker thing. You know? <laughs> it's hey, like, well, no, really we've great. actually worked with you a long yeah, time. Like, no, yeah. It's like, Hey, you guys are great. Yeah. Uh, but I actually really meant it. I mean, they were just, it's just a quality organization. And I said something to them that kind of came to me right before I got on stage is like, uh, there may be better products out there. Right. There may be, I don't know. I don't know your market, like, but there may be better, but they're not better people. No. Nope. Right. And that's what really customers buy. The customer buys the person. And I, you know, and I, this is relevant to anybody, obviously that's listening to the podcast, but you know, when I look in the farm industry, I think the farm industry's industry is, is interesting to study because people would think of all industries, it's really dictated by the product. 
Right. Right. They, you got the best vaccine. You got the best drug. You're going to win. Everybody's going to buy the same thing. How in the world are you going to influence doctors and change their buying behavior? But here's the reality. One rep goes into the territory, numbers go up. One rep goes into the territory, numbers go down. It's based <laughs> on the rep in the territory. That's why they have thousands of sales reps because they don't mm -hmm. just put information out because so the, it, the person really makes a difference, which kind of connects to our topic tab. Yeah. Because we're we're sort of we're kicking the year off with the series of, you know, what do we need to do to crush our number in 23? And I and we're starting with kind of foundational questions, you know, and I think the found we can't overlook the foundation of setting the foundation, which is what I did when I sold my house to have random, random detour. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> I, I exactly overlooked, right. I overlooked. So I had my mouth, as you know, I put my house on the market, uh, blows deck in July. And we, we try to make it as attractive as possible. Right. We, you know, we got a new front door. We painted everything. We got everything, you know, <laughs> pristine as we could. You know, we did all that. Right. So what yeah. was the deal up? They went into the crawl space. <laughs> oh, and they're like, whoa, wait <laughs> well, a minute. What's we going on in the crawl space? Like crawl space? Who cares about crawl the crawl space? space? Nobody sees the crawl space. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of like sales. When we think about preparing for sales or being successful in sales, we think about the things we do. We think about what we say. We think about you know, our process and all those things. So I, I think it's good to return to the fundamental. I don't know what football coach said, the fundamentals tab. You probably know that more than I, Oh, as a dog fan, by the way, congratulations. To the yes. Dog fan. We're very proud of the dogs. Um, uh, you know, two and are back to back and it's just, it was a lot of fun. It was fun. Was it I mean, it, so you, it was amazing. you went to the game. Yeah. It went to the game out in Los Angeles and, uh, that new stadium. So Yeah. It looked pretty cool. Oh, which it's designed, you'll love this, Tom. It's designed for Southern California. So it's got a, like a covering over it. It's yeah. created this high-tech wind tunnel to where it's not air conditioned or heated so that the air conditioning can come from the breezes coming off the Pacific Ocean and right. they pull through. Well, it was 48 degrees or <laughs> yeah. and pouring down rain with high winds. So what it did is it created a tunnel of rain and wind, cold Arctic wind. It was it like, really? Technology, really perfect for you. <laughs> it didn't look on television, though. It didn't look like it was um, very cold or rainy. It, well, it outside like it was. Were... No, no, the players were fine. It was all the peripheral. It, it like, And I was actually pretty good. I caught a lot of the wind. We were down low in the in the okay. end zone, so we were right on the wind tunnel, but we weren't wet. But we people, some people sat over leaks. We had friends oh, that okay. there was leak like leaking on them the whole game. Others sat around the edges where they were getting wind. Water was you know rain was getting right. blown in. It was pretty. It was pretty heavy rain. But you're right, and and, the, and that stadium's a hundred yards or feet or whatever down into the dirt because oh, okay. all the planes fly over. So FFA regulation had to bring it down. So it was really cool. It was a cool stadium. It's a cool. Okay, you can't really see that on television. Well, so yeah, was it, was it exciting? Cool. Because the game was obviously a blowout, was as exciting. was a dog fan. It was incredibly exciting because it was you weren't worried. You just celebrated the whole time. You're celebrating. You just want to stomp. You know, just like yeah. another score. Let's see if we can score. Yeah, we were like, let's see if we can hang fifty on them. And of course, hung sixty five on them. But uh, it's oh, great. And of course, Athens here is just buzzing. You know, Stetson. He, his tradition. He started last year. He he works. There's a Canes like chicken finger place right up yeah. down the street. 
he he is sponsored by them, so he takes orders. He sponsored. puts on the that head. Still cracks me up. I know. I mean, like a college player, he's getting paid by them. Yeah, but I don't he's know, got Chad, a headset when I football, on. I probably wouldn't have been yeah, sponsored yeah, by any. Been. Like maybe the yeah. But he but puts his headset it. on, Tom, mm-hmm. yeah. and he takes orders for the drive. Oh, no way! So he does the drive. He does the drive through. So you get your order, and there's Stetson Bennett giving you your chicken oh, nuggets. Oh my god! And he amazing. said, um, and he and, and the thing is, he goes. Uh, all right. Thank you so very much. That'll be 6507. <laughs> he used the score from the game. And people are like, 6507? What are you talking about? I just got So they don't know it's him. They don't know it's him. Well, then of course people figured yeah, it out. Sure. Yeah, right. Anyway, it, it's a lot. It's a fun. It's a lot of fun. It's oh, been a man. lot of fun. So happy for them. That's pretty yep. cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. cool. It's hard for me to say that as a tech. tech I player. know. I know. But, but anyway. I'm a, you know, as you know, one of my kids went to Georgia. So, yes, so anyway, well, I'm glad you got to enjoy the game. But um, I forgot how we got on that. that that uh, No idea that, other than yeah, that we were going to talk either. about back to the basics. So Back to the basics. Back to the basics. So one of the things, foundational ideas that I shared um, was about this concept of, you know, we need to get an invitation. If we're going to influence, I think one of the most critical elements of influence is overlooked is how do we get a seat at the table yes right so we might feel like we're influencing because we're talking (laughs) right you know how are you you know we're telling we're answering questions we're telling them but we we, we're kept at arm's length but when we when we're a trusted partner and we earn a seat at the table or we get invited in and one of the things i like to say is until the customer says to you what do you think we should do you really don't have an opportunity to influence whether they audibly say that uh, not audibly, verbally say that, or they think it, right? Until they ask that question, yeah. what do you think we should do? Right. You really can't influence. So in order to, you've got to get that invitation. You've got to you be invited in so that they say, okay, well, wh- wh- what do you think, right? Right. So what's the number one thing we need to do? Or I guess maybe you should say probably the most challenging thing uh, the thing that we need to work on, obviously we've got to communicate what our motive is. We've got to drop the rope, mm-hmm. all the things that we've talked about on all these podcasts and the things that we teach. But I think, I think one of the most biggest, uh, the, the probably the most difficult challenge that we face is what I call being invitable. Mm, In other words, are you invitable? Like the number one reason you accept an invitation is, is, is who's signing it? Like, who's it from? Yeah. Like, you know, you get an invitation from somebody. What do you do? What's the first thing? Like, who's this from? Yeah, right. And the number one. Yes. To everybody. Yeah. yeah. You go, well, who's this from? You know, you just like, it, that's the first thing you look at. Then you go, well, what's this about? But right. If I get an invitation from you, I don't care what the invitation is. I'm going. <laughs> right here. That was the way it works. It's from, yeah, you remember? Yeah. <laughs> we have an, we have an agreement. We have an agreement. If you, if you send me an invitation, I'm going. <laughs> and, and so what I want us to do is kind of assess on this podcast to help our listeners, our friends out there. Um, and whether you're a leader developing a sales organization or you're a rep and you're responsible for a number, I think this is a good thing to stop and ask yourself as you move into 2023 is, to, is, is kind of ask yourself, how invitable am I? I love if it. I look send in out the mirror. Day, look in it. And you know, I, I related this as I thought about this, I kind of related this to marriage. Like a question that a lot of us won't ask. And a question that I try to ask myself on a fairly regular basis is, would my wife date me if she weren't married to me? 
Oh God! And you've been married a long time. Yeah, it's like in other words, based on my behavior, who I am, how I treat her, what I'm like to live with, would she date me just purely based on her interaction with me on the last three months? Right. And that kind of chat that kind of helps me say, how am I? What am I like to live with? Mm -hmm. Right. Because we tend to look at the other person and say the problem lies with them. The yeah. problem lies with the market. The problem lies with the products we sell. The problem lies with the customer's issues. It's always somebody else's fault versus who am I, right? Let's assess, yeah. am I invitable? So I thought we would dive into that, Tab. What do you think? Let's do it. Let's do it. I think that's a good takeaway. So you have three th three big points, four big points. What, well, what I, I would say the the thing that I would, let's just focus on this because I think this is the, the, the biggest issue that determines whether they accept our invitation. Okay. Uh, and maybe takes the most work. Some other things we just, it's sort of like tips that we need to remember, like how do you yeah, position yeah. the meeting and those things. But I think the thing that, that where it requires the work and what I would recommend we focus on as we begin the year, what I need to focus on as we begin the year is ask yourself this question. Do you have the expertise to lead? Uh, so think about, I always think about being in sales, whatever your role is, national accounts, strategic sales, you're, you know, you got it, you know, you're working in the SMB market. Um, you're ultimately the one that needs to be leading. The customer has a problem. Yeah. Right. And your role in sales is to lead them right to the best solution. Right. You need mm -hmm. to be leading. That's what you're not there to answer questions. Yes. Yep. That's part of your role. You're not there to, you're not in fulfillment. I'm here to get, you know, I'm not your relationship manager. Yes, those are part of your role, but ultimately, do you have the expertise? It's like they they if they're going to hire you, they're basically asking you to follow them to to mm -hmm. right to and the high performing reps. And here, here's the, here's the why I think this is so important. Low performing reps or average performing reps, well, here's what they depend on. They depend on their company's brand. Mm -hmm. Right? Hey, I got great stuff. Yep. Right? I got great stuff. Uh, I, I work with this company. They got great products, great brands, or or the company brand itself. I depend on, if I'm an average performer, I depend on my company's brand. And when the market's hot, I do great, right? I'm doing great. I, market's hot, I'm doing great. Market's down, I'm like, well, company got to fix their brand. Mm -hmm. Company yep. needs to fix their brand. You know, they got the, those people got a problem. Well, the reason we can't do this is because of blah, 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 blah. It's the company's brand. The high performers, it's their personal brand. Well, they you think about on it. their personal brand. Yeah, well, because you think about it, there are people with problems in all markets. Yeah, that we can help solve. Exactly. So you're exactly right. So if well, we're constantly yeah. every figuring customer out, has a problem, everybody's got a problem. Everybody, and, we, and you may not. And so if we've got the expertise to lead, it's not just limited to what we sell. It's seeing right. it. It's sitting at the table and saying, "Well, let me look at your whiteboard. What are you trying to accomplish? What's your what's your destination? What's your plan to get there? What are the problems you have?" And I. I am the person who focuses on this and helps hundreds of companies. We have thousands of people that do this, and we are a, a resource for you to help you solve that problem, whether it's yeah. it, I sell the products, but I have the expertise, my personal brand. You are buying me. I want to be part of your team. Yep. And I think that's the key to crushing it in 23. I agree. So how do I do it? What, what, what are some ways that I 
have the expertise. So, Tabs, I thought you might ask me that question. I know. Well, because um, I do know one answer. Mm-hmm. You can be in it. You can do something for like 37 years. Right. And you'll probably kind of become an expert. But I'm guessing all our listeners don't want to just wait 37 years. Yeah, 30, well, I also have met people who have been doing it for 37 years. And, and they still an aren't experts. No, they're right? not experts. Uh, and and here, here's That's why. True. I think the first question I would ask, you should ask yourself to determine if you have the expertise to lead is, do you own the customer's problem? And I kind of mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. Do you own the customer's problem? Right. Because there, when you step into the room, it, the, in, the instincts are, is the customer has the problem. Right. And so, right. you know, you tell me what your problem is and I will help you. You know, I will answer your questions and provide mm-hmm. your proposal and I will do the things you're asking me to do. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have a process in figuring out how you want to solve your problem. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of things going on and a lot of people. And so you tell me what your process is or your questions are, and I will be very responsive mm-hmm. to answering those questions and giving you what you want versus saying "Time out." I am going to assume that because this is what I do for a living and all I do for a living, like in our case, right? We help organizations solve their sales execution problem by pro- providing sales training, right? Yep. We've solved that problem hundreds of times for 20 something years. Mm-hmm. So if I just met with a company before this podcast, yep. right, they may have done it zero times. Now they have their quest, they have their thoughts and they have their plans and they've had their meetings and all that. And they've got their process and there's nothing wrong with that. And of course they should, but they've solved this problem zero times. Mm-hmm. So who should be the one that ultimately leads that? Who's the one right. that should say, you know, now, again, that doesn't mean they're wrong, but I want to say, look, for you to solve this problem, these are the things that you need to do to do that. You need to have all of these things. Now I don't provide all of the solutions. Yeah. Right. But I need to own it. So that's the first question. Do you have the mindset of that? You own the customer, whatever you sell, it's designed to solve a problem. And the question is, how do they solve that problem? And it it most likely will not just include your solution. Yeah. And you need to be an expert at that. Yeah, that's awesome. Am I firing you up? Yes. Fired up. up. I'm getting fired up. Love it. All right. So to do that, Tab, so first it's a mindset. It's a decision. Like it's the way that you approach it. My job is not to explain, communicate, provide a solution. My job is to solve the customer's problem. And that's what earns me a seat at the table. Secondly, so how do I do that? I've got to study the customer's business. So the question would be, how much time do you spend studying the customer's business? What's the whiteboard? What's their whiteboard look like? Mm. Right? What are they all? If you picture their whiteboard, what is it? We talk about this all the time. What are the industry pressures? What's happening in the industry? Yep. You know, what's going on? What's going on? So what, if this, if the recession's happening or rates are going up or COVID, whatever, what does that mean to their industry? What are they going to be doing? Who are they listening to? Who are they reading? What trade shows do they go to? Yeah. Um, what are the things that they care about? Um, mm-hmm. Who are the experts that they listen to? What are the p- industry pressures? All the things that's going on. We tend to, when we think about when you're in your company, like our company, what do we talk about? We spend most of our time talking about, as every company does, this is the things we do, yeah, the problems we have, these is the frictions we have to address, this is what we need to say, this is how we need to improve, blah, blah. 
how much time do we spend saying this is the problems our customers have? And right. it's right. usually lopsided, you know, towards the company. We're typically, and I hate to use the word self-centered, but we're, we're centered, but it's, it's normal. I mean, we're all, typically, yeah. you know. Yeah, totally. Well, this has a lot, I mean, and and I just, a comment around that, because I think you're, Please, you're exactly make a right. comment. Please comment, comment around yeah, this. Comment, yeah. it, it, and I don't know if any other listeners, you know, I just would think if I was a younger salesperson, the younger version of me, and I hear you share all that, that's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. What's on their whiteboard and then the industries and what they're reading and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I just want to encourage our listeners yeah. and, and get your insight on this, but f- folk, you know, you can't learn everything all at once. Ah, that's so a really good point. Kind of have, be focused, be strategic, you know, have some victories, you know, you know, pick a segment, pick a domain, pick a mm-hmm. industry where you feel like it's strategic, where you really could get traction. I would highly encourage that. I and think then, that's a brilliant point. And then get a victory and then go learn another one. Um, because, uh, you know, sales, you know, I know this sounds crazy, but a lot of times salespeople get over the place you know i mean it can you can just be all excited and go when you're looking for what you're looking for so i think that's a helpful tip as as you you begin this journey of of knowledge and learning i think that's a i think that's a really good point tab and here's where i would start there's a problem that the customer has that you solve probably better than your company ah, there you go there's your litmus test. yeah there, there's like there's okay so if you look at what's unique about your solution like what's yep. your real differentiator right that differentiator mm-hmm. is centered around a customer problem something that's going on in their their world so i yeah. would start there like you, yeah. another way to say this is if the customer said this you'd get really excited yes because that's where it's going to break right into your expertise you're going to go oh you, boy that oh, oh yeah, i love yeah. when they say that they go here's what's going on in our world like this is the thing that we're struggling with that's it. you know if you sell a custom solution or customization is sort of the key to your your success um, or a certain product, right. That you offer is, is like that you just dominate. That's where you start. You start with that problem. And again, think of it as a problem, not a need for a product. Like what's happening. Why do they need to buy that? Why is it that what's going on organizationally that's driving people to need that? Mm-hmm. And of course, some of us, you know, we're account managers and we sell products and it's just about like, Hey, when there's, when they run out of it, they, you know, they need to order more, but what's going on globally in the business and how does the, what, what problem is ultimately that solving and need and, and get bigger connected to that. So that's the first thing I would say is I think, and then also look at, maybe I should have said this first is you look at the customers, your most qualified customers, like what vertical yeah. you really, you know, like yeah. and then, then narrow in. So those two things, yeah. product and customer types or problem and customer type that is most um, align with your sweet spot. And the bottom line is you don't have to be an expert overnight. Like no. just ask two or three questions that you don't have to ask, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, you got a couple more minutes, you know, like yeah. I just met with a company, um, in a certain industry, right. And I haven't worked in this industry in a while, so I don't really know, um, you know, maybe some changes in that market. And so I say, we got a little bit, Hey, can you mind if I ask you a couple of questions about your industry? Cause you know, last time we worked with XYZ, one of the leaders in the industry, but that was several years ago. And I'd like to learn more about what's changed in the industry. You guys have been in this industry X number of years and uh, you guys are this type of, you know, what they, people like to talk about their stuff. Oh yeah. You know, so ask a couple extra questions and then you'll just get smarter. 
Perfect. Love it. All right. So we got it's mindset first. So yeah. So first of all, first question, do you own the problem? Okay. Second question, how much time are you spending studying the customer's business? Yep. And I'm not going to tell you what it needs to be. It just needs to be a percentage. You're right. So it needs to be something. <laughs> yeah. The more for the higher percentage, the faster you'll become an expert. Because yeah. I want to focus on that expert. You can become an expert. Becoming an expert is a choice. Yes. That's all required to become an expert is a choice. I want to become an expert at your solution. Absolutely. The customer's business, probably more important. Yep. Third question I would say is, is how much time are you studying the customer's options? Mm. Right. You choosing your solution is one option. Right. That is not their only option. <laughs> <laughs> Understanding all the things they could do to solve that problem, which is a really good point, Tom, because most salespeople figure out what their solution solves. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah, all they but, think about. Well, yeah, they think about it. this is what my solution does. This is does what I solve offer. That problem. Well, there's there's a I remember one time meeting with uh, my guy, insurance guy, a guy that sold me insurance. I love the guy. Uh, and then I said, you see, he recommended something. And I said, okay, well, there's like, what, hundreds of insurance companies and a lot of different options and there's whole life and blah, blah, blah. I said, so yeah, why, right. why are you recommending this versus these other products that I'm hearing about? He didn't really want to answer that. Because question. I don't sell those. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> it was why. Like, I was kind of like, I'm like, <laughs> I want you to explain to me how the market works. What <laughs> right, are all like, my options? I don't want to do that. I don't and because by that. the way, if you don't explain it to me, then I'm going to go look at the all options. Exactly. It's like, I, I remember I walked into a simple, stupid example, but I walked into Lowe's and they, I was looking for a grill. I've told you the story. Before. Yeah. Yeah. And they had like, I don't know, 50 grills. Yeah. And, and, and they were like, I'm like, so I went to Lowe's. That was the first place I stopped. I'm like, those are the options they had. And so then I went to the next place and saw their options. And I went to the next place and I went to four different stores. I ended up buying what from the last store I went to. Cause I'm like, now I know all my options. Yeah. So the lady. And by the way, the grill that I bought was at the locate, the first location I went to. Wow. But I didn't know my options. So since I don't know my options as a customer, I research all my options. But if I can have like, I remember one time the guy I met with long time ago, I think it was a first time home buyer. And I walked into Sears to buy a kind of the similar purchase, but it was a different thing. I needed to buy a range top or something. I think it was a, a range yeah, for my kitchen. And he goes, and it's, I'm, 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 I'm leaving because I was doing the same thing. I want to know yeah, all yeah. my options and I, I'm leaving. And he goes, uh, so where are you going? I said, well, I'm just going to go look at other stores and see, you know, Let's figure this thing got. out. Yeah. I got to figure it out. I got to figure it out. Right. Uh, you're not going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. Right. And he goes, he goes, that's fine. It makes sense. He said, but let me just tell you one thing you need to know. So wherever you go in the city, we have more options than everybody else. Oh, so we have go. the widest selection of ranges in the market. And I said, so you mean no matter where else I go, I'm not going to see anything different than I'm seeing in your store? He said, no. I go, see, I want He studied that. the option. See, he knew the option. He, Most well, salespeople knew that I was know. going to look. He knew that I was going to look well. For, he was an yeah. expert. He, he had expertise. That's yeah. a really good point. Because I think that's a great takeaway. We need yeah, to really did. spend our time understanding all the options. 
know all the options. Help the they're going to search it. So know it. Know who your competition is. Know what the different, like in our world, there's different types of companies. They do different types of things. So Mm -hmm. be able to make sense out of that. So either either the customer has to make sense out of those options or you can help them make sense out of those options. And you have to do that with integrity, right? And so there's really three, three, they have three categories of options. In-house typically, not always, but but, but that's one of the options. We can do this ourselves. So that's an option. In some cases, yep. some cases it's not outsource. Okay. So I'm going to outsource. So what are all the options outsourcing? So that's your competition mm-hmm. or we could do nothing. Why does it make sense for you to do nothing? There's, there's always a reason why the customer should do nothing like nothing yep. right now. Yeah. You should delay this. Yeah. And exactly. you know, because they're trying to figure it out. Last one tab. Yep. Are you going to do like a, like a drum, drum roll, roll. Yeah. yeah it's like a, anything we should do sound we should add there sound you go. yeah we should but uh last one is be teachable are uh, you teachable? that's the fourth question how teachable are you man i like that yeah and i here here's where i see the lack of being teachable in another way to say is lack of humility mm. is when someone is an expert we see them as a competitor Yes. So if you're inside an organization, especially if you're in a big organization, there's people in there that just know their stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I met with a, uh, when I was buying my house, I met with a mortgage, um, a mortgage guy who's number three in the, I'd like to have him on the podcast, number three in the state of Georgia's mortgage loan mm. officer. Right. So he works with a pretty big organization, right? A lot of loan officers work in his organization. He's not only the best loan officer in that organization, he's also one of the best in all of Georgia. So I wonder how many loan officers in his organization take him to lunch. Yeah. Ask him questions. Be, want to learn from him. Or do they see him as, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he's, I don't want to learn from him. He's my competition. He makes me feel bad about myself. Or he's, yeah, right. or, I, I'm, I'm better than him. He got here first or whatever. But yeah. In other words, the question is, is do you, do you seek people out in your organization who are experts and learn from them? Or do I love you see it. Them as competition. So I think that's good. I, and another thing I think around this kind of the humble thing is mm-hmm. don't is is I think if you're going to be an expert, you have to be able to stretch out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And and you're if you you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. And learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. You know, don't be like I can't ever make a mistake or I. You know, so mm-hmm. so be okay with that. I mean, you think about it, Tom, most of the things that you and I've been around a while, I, a lot of the things I've learned, I've learned by making mistakes. You, it's a great, it's an opportunity. Right? It is. It's a great teacher. Yep. Yeah, it's a great, and, I, and I, I think that's, and here's the cool thing about what we're talking about, though. We're not talking about making mistakes related to presenting your solution. No. Right. That hurts. That's painful. Yep. Right. The second place you get zero for second place. <laughs> right. So it's like, I always think of selling as like bachelor. It's like you, if you're in second place, you're leaving a limo crying. There's nothing right. else. There's no like second place prize. You just lose. Um, and, but what we're talking about is becoming an expert in the customer's business. Uh, and so if you make a mistake, what you do is maybe you ask a stupid question. But, you know, or maybe you, you know, what you, maybe you waste time studying something that you, or maybe you feel a little stupid. The bottom line is you're focused on the customer. That's it. That's it. And, and that's so where I see it happen. You can't make a mistake. Really? I you mean, can. it's like, yeah, 
you 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 still you but you know see if you're constantly doing self-assessment you're like i was an idiot you know why did i I, I, that was a dumb question. If I had done a little more research or I had talked to somebody else, I, I would have, I shouldn't have asked that. See, but yeah. now I know, now I know forevermore it is locked yes. into my brain. So I'd rather you stretch and maybe ask that question versus yes. just throw up, show up and throw up or, or just do what your normal kind of go-to is so i mean i, I just want to encourage people i yeah, think, I think a, that's a good thing well and i also think tab what you're you're highlighting is sometimes things don't go well yeah right and so what we typically do when things don't go well this kind of goes back to the idea of you know or how dateable are you you know like things aren't going well in my relationship it's so much more natural for me to go so my partner it's my partner's fault they if they would do this differently yes. than our relationship here's what they That's need it. to do to fix our relationship versus asking myself what's my contribution to the problem and yep. i think when we're selling and things don't go well i and i've been in a many win loss conversations okay we lost mm -hmm. right the win wins are fun Oh, here's what I did. We won. We lost. Here's what they did. Or here's what the company did. And we lost. And uh, the question I always like to ask myself is, I'm always going to assume, I mean, when I ask myself just sort of the way I think about it, I'm always going to assume. And I think, I think the best reps do this. The best leaders do this. The best, the most successful people do this. I always assume it's my fault. Because yep. that's where the learning is. So like, if I always assume, if I've made a mistake, I always assume it's my fault. And I assume, okay, there's something I don't know. There's something I could have learned. There's something I didn't, you know, the customers aren't stupid, you know, because mm -hmm. like, oh, they asked for this and then they did it. But, you know, we, I see this all the time when we're, when people sell to us, things don't go well. They started, well, you guys weren't clear. Or this didn't happen. I'm like, it's never the, it's never the part, it's never my fault, the customer's fault that, that, that things that go, well. you want to ask more questions, we will yeah. give you the access. Now, customers do do things that, that sabotage us, but you can always say time out and go, I'm not participating. Right. Right. You can always say that, but ultimately we need to say it didn't go well. And then, and, and what did I miss? And that's where you'll start to learn more about the customer. Yeah. It's good. You'll, it'll, you'll develop your expertise. But I love this idea that, that um, and my coach said this to me the other day, expertise is always an option. Mm. It's always your choice. Yeah. It takes six months, maybe. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I have worked with people that have been doing the same thing for 25 years and they, they, they kind of still know the same thing they knew, you know, once they got past year one. Yep. This is the things we sell and this is what it does. And this is how it works. And if you need it, I got that down. I dealt work with this company, Tom, and this guy, this, he'd been there 40 years or whatever. And we're talking about everything. He says, you know, I don't need to learn any of this stuff. I said, oh, that's awesome. So tell me what's going on. Why are you, why do you not need to learn anything? Um, he goes, I, let me just tell you what I do. I've been doing it for 30 years. I just walk in. They love me. I walk in, I go, Hey, what you got lying around your desk that I can sell you? I'm like, that's <laughs> it. That's lying, I mean, <laughs> like, lying around like, like desk. projects, you know, like projects. And I'm oh, kind of yeah. going, what are you lying around? How you doing? I, I, <laughs> I'm like, you're right. I guess if that's going to continue working for you forevermore. Yeah. And by the way, if you can just walk into a room and say, what's lying around on your desk, 
Hey, how can I help you today? The only thing you, is there any is there any reason you forgot to call me? Yeah. <laughs> if, I, I, if that works for you. <laughs> You just keep doing. Keep on you're, going. You're but it was funny. It, that guy lost his job working. a year later. Yeah, a year later, he lost his job. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Because it that, changed. The market changed. And guess what? He was a dinosaur. Yeah. And some people, you know, and, and some people are, are, I've talked to people before, they kind of have that same mentality. And they're, um, you know, they're like, this is working for me. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, what if it doesn't work? And then I'll quit. I'm like, great. But then, you know, but there's something about that though. I, I think you mm -hmm. have a hard time as a human being, you know, kind of being, uh, what's the word? Um, if you don't do one thing with excellence, you know, it's like, does that, that everything does that, you do. You yeah. Do, it's kind of that bleeds over to everything. It's yeah, kind of yeah. like, I just if sort you, of, yeah, it's I like, is show. that a really a person of integrity to say, I just kind of, whatever you, you hire what I'm going to say, yeah, is nobody listening to this podcast is that person? Okay, I just don't that's think. Let's say I think the people listening to this podcast are trying to get better. They're they're yeah, they're, they're probably they're not listening. sharpening their skills. Well, it could be because they just like you, Tab. Well, that is true. That's yeah, true. yeah, because we are super entertaining. So let's <laughs> let's so let's go back. Keep us organized here, Tom. So oh, okay. So you want a, me to keep us organized? Yes, yes, okay. I right. do. Yeah, that is kind of ironic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Organization. I like it. Uh, yeah. So, so let's, we'll just review quickly. Tab, yep. I'll keep us organized. Let's go. The question on the table is what the goal, the destination is, is we want an invitation. We want to be yep. invited. We want a seat at the table. We want to get in early. We want people to ask us questions because they see us as a resource, not just somebody that sells products. They see us as a resource that will help their business be successful. And if we are that person, we will get more meetings. Right, yeah. our reputation will proceed as people will invite us in. Loyalty goes up, our conversion rate goes up, uh, our margins go up. We're more successful, right? So that's all great. All good. So how do we get the invitation? Is we got to be invitable, right? So how do we become invitable? We've got to develop the expertise to lead, and so yeah. it's it's a mindset thing. Do we own the problem? Do we study the customer's business? Do we understand all the customer's options, and are we teachable? And if we answer those questions positively, we're going to develop the expertise. And I'd say tap, I say six months. I, yeah, I, I think that's probably about right. If you're, if you're, if you're all in. Yeah. Now, of course you sell super complex solutions like yeah. nuclear warheads to you know, governments or something. Now, those nuclear warhead salespeople. Yeah. Those, those jobs are just yeah. flying when off. You sell there. nuclear war. There's a lot to that because the problems you're solving I mean, they're kind of they weird and there might the be world. secretive. There might be secretive. Like you're selling North Korea. Like what problem are you solving? Right. Well, we're trying to well, blow up Japan. And, no, not see. Japan. They wouldn't blow up Japan. No, 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 no. They would be, I hope, I hope we don't get in trouble with the North Koreans. You know what? We may just gotten banned from China. Yes. Maybe because so. I said that. I maybe apologize. So. I apologize. Well, All right, I like my friend. It. That's a great, this is good. I like back to the fundamentals. I back mean, to the really fundamentals. Good. So we're going to, yeah, it's a series on, Crushing in 2023. I hope to our listeners that this was helpful. Uh, please give us feedback uh, on how we can serve you more effectively. Uh, give us feedback on the podcast, rate us so that other people will find us. Um, and obviously, if um, if you have a topic ideas tab, reach out to us yes. on LinkedIn, right? Reach out on LinkedIn. Give us topic ideas. Yep. You know, we're just two guys in a room alone talking. We don't know who we're talking to. Give us, nope. tell us, tell us. It's just great to meet people. They're like, oh, I listen to your podcast. So give us I know. that feedback. It's fun. All right, my friend. 
And to our lovely audience out there, thank you for listening to another episode of Sales with Aslan. It's a wrap, my friend. Mm-hmm.